Hello, this is Sal from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 1st of October. India recorded 26,727 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the infection tally to over 3.37 crore. The number of new infections is significantly higher than yesterday's count of 23,529 cases. With 277 deaths, the toll has climbed to 4,48,339. Remember that these numbers are widely believed to be undercounts. According to IANS, the union government will provide financial help to Mizoram as well as send an experienced team to the state to cope with the rapid increase in COVID-19 cases. Government officials told the news agency that every day almost 1500 people test positive for the virus. Australia's Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced on Friday that a ban on citizens travelling abroad will be lifted from November, Reuters reported. It's time to give Australians their lives back, Morrison said. We have saved lives, we have saved livelihoods, but we must work together to ensure that the Australians can reclaim the lives that they once had in the country. Globally, the coronavirus has infected over 23.37 crore people and caused more than 47.82 lakh deaths so far, according to the Johns Hopkins University. Two days after Punjab Congress head Navjot Singh Sidhu quit, sending the state's governing party into new turmoil, a crucial issue that sparked the crisis appeared to have been settled on Thursday, with Sidhu and the Chief Minister Charanjit Singh Channi reaching an agreement on contentious appointments. According to the Indian Express, During a 3-hour meeting, all sides agreed to defer the decision on the nomination of an advocate general to the Congress high leadership. A few hours later, Channi's government sent a list of candidates to the UPSC for the job of DGP, notwithstanding Sidhu's opposition to DGP IP Singh Sahota's appointment. Mohammad Mustafa, a principal strategic advisor to Sidhu, told the Times of India, everything has been resolved to the satisfaction of the three parties: Chief Minister PCC chief and the All India Congress committee to avoid any future misunderstanding of the kind we are facing now a panel will be set up meanwhile former punjab chief minister amrinder singh has reaffirmed that while he has left the congress party he will not be joining the rival bharatiya janata party a note attached to the charge sheet filed against journalist siddiq kapan by uttar pradesh police's special task force reveals that the police analyzed the reporter's news reports to conclude that he did not write like a responsible journalist and that his work included only and only reports to incite muslims the indian express reported today kapan was arrested on october 5 last year while he was on his way to hathras to report on the gang rape and death of a dalit girl he was booked under the uapa and charges of sedition and has been in jail ever since The 5,000-page charge sheet was filed by a special task force in April this year. Kapan's lawyers argued that the charge sheet is yet to be made available to him or his legal counsel. According to the NDTV, Kapan and his lawyers have filed a petition with the trial court asking for true copies of the document to be given to the accused. The note is from a case diary by an investigating officer and highlights sections from 36 articles written by Kapan on topics like the Delhi riots, the Ram Temple in Ayodhya. the citizenship law protests and the nizamuddin markaz the diary note alleges that kapan wrote to sympathize with maoists and communists the express reported the police claimed kapan portrayed the muslim community as victims referencing kapan's report on the caa protests in aligarh muslim university the case diary note said it is evident from the writing that it has been done to incite muslims the note concluded that the writings of siddiq kapan to a great extent can be classified as communal 
and that responsible journalists do not do such communal reporting. The Supreme Court has spoken out against farmer demonstrations for the second day in a row, stating today that the farmers were strangulating the city of Delhi. The observation by Justices A.M. Khan Wilkar and C.T. Ravi Kumar was made when the Kisan Mahapanchayat, a farmer's organization, had asked the Supreme Court for permission to stage a satyagraha at Jantar Mantar, a designated protest location in the heart of Delhi. The farmers' group had asked the Supreme Court to order the government to grant space at the Jantar Mantar for at least 200 farmers or protesters to organize a peaceful and non-violent satyagraha. The court said in response, and I quote, you have strangulated the entire city. Now you want to come inside the city. The residents around are they happy with the protest. This business should stop. Unquote. The Supreme Court advised the organization that after filing a lawsuit against the three farm laws, they should put their faith in the judicial system and wait for the case to be resolved. Justice Khanwilkar also added, You block highways and then say protest is peaceful. Citizens also have the right to move around. Their properties are being damaged. You are affecting security also. You stopped defense personnel also. The Council for the Farmers Organization told the Supreme Court in return that we have not blocked the highways. The police has detained us there. Another bench, led by Justices S.K. Call and M.M. Sundresh, slammed the perpetual protests on Thursday and directed the federal and the state governments to take action to remove the roadblocks. Meanwhile, the court has not heard the main petitions challenging the validity of the three farm laws or the reports of the three-member panel set up to meet with the diverse stakeholders since February. As the farmers' protests complete 10 months, legacy broadcast media channels painted the farmers' recent Bharat Band as the public held to ransom. But here at News Laundry, our team of dedicated reporters has been striving to cover the farmers' protests from the ground since they began. Discontented with the mainstream media, the farmers poured their hearts out to independent media platforms, us included. Our reporter Nidhi Suresh recently interacted with the farmers at the protest to see what routine life is like at the Singhu border. Go to newslaundry.com and type farmer protests in the search bar to check out our extensive coverage of the protest. If you like what we do as a 100% ad-free independent news platform, then support us by clicking that red subscribe button on newslaundry.com. Subscriptions start as low as Rs 300 a month. Prime Minister Narendra Modi today launched the second phase of the Swachh Bharat Mission Urban and the Atal Mission for Rejuvenation and Urban Transformation, describing it as an essential step towards realizing Dr. B. R. Ambedkar's dreams. The Prime Minister launched the flagship mission during an event at Ambedkar International Centre in Delhi, the NDTV reported. When he unveiled the projects, he stated that the revamped Swachh Bharat Mission's goal is to ensure that cities are fully garbage-free. He said the garbage mountains in cities, such as the one in Delhi's Ghazipur area, will be processed and removed as part of Swachh Bharat Mission. He also said that the mission's next phase will focus on improving sewage and septic management, making cities more water-secure and ensuring that no sewage drains into the rivers. According to the Prime Minister, India processes roughly 1 lakh tons of trash every day. When the program began in 2014, fewer than 20% of the waste generated on a daily basis was being treated. As of now, the PM observed that we are processing roughly 70% of the daily waste, adding that the goal was to increase this to 100%. These missions are a step ahead in efficiently tackling the issues of increasingly urbanizing India, according to the Prime Minister's office, and will also contribute to the accomplishment of the Sustainable Development Goals 2030. 
In response to insurgent actions and an assessment of the law and order situations in Arunachal Pradesh, the centre has declared three districts and areas, lying under two police stations in another district, disturbed for further six months under the Armed Forces Special Powers Act. The notification issued by the Union Home Ministry will be in effect from October 1, 2021 until March 31, 2022. The Tirap, Changlang and Longding districts of Arunachal Pradesh, as well as the area falling under the jurisdiction of four police stations, two in Namsai district and one each in Lower Dibang and Lohit districts of Arunachal Pradesh bordering Assam, were declared disturbed by the central government in exercise of the powers conferred by the Section 3 of the Act. The AFSPA is imposed in areas where armed forces are required to operate in aid to civil authorities. However, for the first time in a long time, the AFSPA will not apply to two police stations in Lower Dibang and Lohit due to improvement in the security situations there, the PTR reported. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.